What's up, beautiful people, and welcome to She Prays First Podcast. I am Janiah, your host, internet bestie, and sister in Christ. The purpose of this podcast is to help you deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ and become rooted in the Word of God. Each week, we will deep dive into some interesting topics, analyze Bible passages, and have some amazing conversations with guests along the way. I pray that God uses this podcast to help us all gain a deep craving and desire to learn, love, and live His Word so that we can be able to experience the fullness of His peace, mercy, and grace. So pull up a seat, turn up the radio, headphones, or whatever you're listening on, and let's get into it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of She Prays First Podcast. I am so happy to have you here today for this conversation because this is definitely a conversation that a lot of people, including myself, need to hear. Now, maybe you're just going through this season of your life where you're just feeling very disconnected and detached from God and his love, or you may even be feeling that you don't deserve God's love or that you're just too much of a mess or that your life is just too much of a mess right now for God to love you. Well, y'all, today, if that's what you're thinking, then I'm here to tell you, my friend, that you are very wrong. This topic is one that has been weighing on my heart for some time now because I know exactly how it feels, and I once felt that way too because I didn't know better. I was definitely convinced that I needed to get my life together first, then God will love me, but literally when I tell y'all I had that all mixed up. And so a couple of days ago, I found this song by Evie McKinney, um, I found it on Spotify, I was just going through playlists, but when I tell y'all I have literally been listening to this song on repeat ever since I found it, so let me just read y'all some lyrics that have been like stuck in my head for the last week, and I just want to encourage y'all to definitely listen to this song for yourself, but anyways, the song says, time after time, you heard my cry, I thought I was ruined, but you saw me through, I don't know why, you saved my life, but I've seen you do it, and I know you'd do it again. And so initially, I had no idea why this song was beating me down the way it did. And God knew not to give me a voice like that because the way I would be singing this song at the top of my lungs for everybody to hear. But you know what? I'll just leave, you know, the singing to Evie and I'll stick to talking. But anyways, just to break it down. So she says, time after time. You heard my cry. Now, we have all at some point had a dark moment, a moment where we were just in a terrible place, whether mentally or physically, externally or internally. We've had it. And I can personally recall some of my own. Whereas the song says, I thought I was ruined. And literally, y'all, I can tell y'all, I have had moments where it just seemed like the curtains were closing. The walls was the walls was just, I don't even know, the walls was moving, girl. The walls was closing in. And, you know, I just felt, I felt like I was very much alone, unwanted, unloved, and un-anything else you can think of. But more of the story is, I just didn't feel the love that God had had for me all along. It was there, but I didn't feel it because I had no idea. I had no idea that God loved me then the same way that he loves me now and so it's just crazy like the fact that God loves me just as much now as he did when I was in that dark place it makes me think 
of this short moment in the Bible in the first chapter of John where it talks about Nathaniel under a fig tree. And so literally that's all kind of, I guess we get from that perspective, just the fact that Nathaniel was under a fig tree. But the part where it alludes to something greater is when you realize that nobody was there with Nathaniel under that fig tree, meaning nobody but God and Nathaniel knows what occurred that day under the tree. But one thing about it is although Nathaniel at that time may have thought he was alone, Jesus was there the entire time. So in John chapter 1 verse 47, when Jesus saw Nathaniel approaching, he said, here truly is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathaniel says, how do you know me? And Jesus answers, I saw you while you were still under the fig tree before Philip called you. Then Nathaniel declared, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And so I really just love reading about this moment because it just goes to show that we are never alone. It says God will never leave us nor forsake us, meaning that God is always there for you, whether you're under that fig tree, in the church, or crying in a dark closet. It's easy to think that God doesn't love you when you're feeling ashamed and living in sin because that's what the devil wants you to think. And that's just how the world is. The devil wants you to believe that you're unloved and unwanted so you'll never recognize God's love for what it truly is and if you think about it we have and never will experience a love comparable to God's. I was telling a friend this the other day when we were talking about this topic, but worldly love is very conditional and it does fade, meaning you probably got a couple of times to mistreat or wrong somebody that you claim to love and that's it. That's a wrap. Or you got one time to disrespect someone's household and then boom, just like that, you're never invited and you're never stepping foot in the house again. And so this is the opposite of how love is with God. It's unconditional, which really, really, really shows his power and just his ability because as a human, we could never imagine still loving someone who has done us wrong and mistreated us time and time again and loving them enough to allow them or just even fathom the thought that they could do it again you know we just gonna continue to love them and constantly forgive them forgiving and just constantly loving as you know totally different i can forgive you and definitely not love you but that's okay that's for another time but that's what makes god's love so special because it can literally never run out and i personally don't even know what that looks like and at some point i didn't even think it was possible but just to illustrate god's love further I like to think of my favorite parable in the Bible and it's in Luke chapter 15 and it's the parable of the lost son. So in this parable, the father decides to divide up his wealth between his two sons. And so the younger son decides to take his portion of the money, pack his stuff, move out, and he ended up wasting all his money on, you know, worldly stuff. So prostitutes, jewelry, etc. And so at this point, he ran out of money and then a famine swept the land. So he also had nothing to eat. So at this point, he hit rock bottom. He didn't have nothing to eat he had nowhere to live and so that's when it occurred to him you know what I'm gonna just go home I'm gonna tell my father listen father I have sinned against both heaven and you I'm not even worthy to be called your son please hire me as a servant but when he gets home he like he's welcome to his father waiting on him like his father had seen him from a long ways out and was literally waiting on him and so he tells his father you know yeah I sinned against you in heaven and I'm no longer worthy to be called your son but literally the father went and basically had him treated like royalty they got him a robe some food 
all kinds of stuff. And it was basically like a whole celebration, him coming home. Now, mind you, the older brother is here and he's kind of been working this whole time. So when he hears about everything that's going on, like with his brother coming back, he's at this point kind of angry because he's like, hey, dad, you know, I've been here the whole time. I've been doing everything you asked. You know, I've been obedient, etc., etc." And the father is basically telling him like, yeah, I understand that you've always been on my side and I'm, you know, happy to have you here, but this is something that we had to do for your brother was dead and now has come back to life. And the way I kind of always took that part was kind of like the verse, I can't remember exactly where it was, but it was kind of, it says something like, rejoice about the one sinner that repents instead of the... 99 who don't need to repent so basically the 99 who already have but anyway i don't see this as just any father-son parable like no this is about the love of god and more importantly the undeserving grace and love of god it's like yeah he messed up really really bad and abandoned everything that he knew but in that moment it's not about that anymore it's not about who he used to be or what he used to do it's about what he chose to be and that he chose to go home to the love and grace of God and, you know, repent and accept that free gift of salvation that God literally has waiting for us. And so it was amazing just to see like this parable because the father had no less love for him like coming back than he did before. So it's like, yeah, you know, you messed up, but I don't love you any less. And that's literally how God loves us and so it's like also on the son's part the son did not wait until he got cleaned up and got better and you know made a little more money back to go home no he went to his father's house as he was in that moment a hot mess God says come as you are but that does not mean stay as you are so it's like he walked in a sinner but will leave as a child of God and so it was never about getting cleaned up and then going to Jesus for acceptance it has always been about Jesus taking us as we are dirty messy sinful and then through his greatness he makes us clean God isn't looking for perfection he's just looking for a heart that has been fully surrendered so God is looking for that listen I messed up I sinned against you in heaven I don't even deserve to be your son let me be your servant God is looking for for that now and this is just coming back to me but back to the song uh by evie mckinney my favorite part of this song is when she says i don't know why you saved my life but i've seen you do it and i know you do it again because truthfully 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 I do not know. I have no idea why God saved me all the times that he did and even why he continues to save my life. After, you know, we fall short every day. So after we mess up time and time again, I have, I literally have no idea. I could never imagine, but it's not my job to understand. <laughs> it's my job to accept. But what I do know now is that God's love is something that we will never have the capacity to understand or give, meaning we could never love anybody like God loves us and no one else could love us the same way God loves us. And so I also know for a fact that his love is something that you cannot find anywhere else. So you can only find God's love through God. And so before I close out today's episode, I wanted to talk about one last example of God's love and how there is literally no too far gone when it comes to God. And so the last example is the story of the thief on the cross. And it's crazy to even think about this sometimes because I kind of forget that there were two other men who were also crucified on the cross that day alongside Jesus. But this story sticks out because from what we know about that day, 
when Jesus was put on the cross, there were a lot of people who mocked him, blasphemed him, including the two men who were on the cross next to him, who, unlike Jesus, had actually committed sins and were guilty of the crimes that put them on the cross. But despite all of this, the thief on the cross did one thing that literally turned his life around. Like, no, seriously, like his bus had a one-way ticket to hell, pumped the brakes, and bust a U-turn headed straight for paradise compared to the other guy who is now serving for eternity. But anyways, back to the love of God. As Jesus is up on this cross, dying an excruciating death, somehow he still has the heart and the mind to pray for others. Yes, including the ones that were mocking and blaspheming him. So in Luke 23 verse 34, Jesus says, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And so the miracle in all this is that as the thief is dying the same painful death as Jesus he hears this call to repentance and hears the love and forgiveness that God is ready to provide and so as they're hanging there on the cross the other criminal is telling Jesus you the Messiah right you know save yourself and us and that's when the thief on the cross says don't you fear God since you are under the same sentence we are punished justly for we are getting what we deserve but this man has done nothing wrong and he tells Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom and so in that moment, Jesus tells him, truly, I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. And this is just amazing. Now, there are probably a lot of people who are like, but Jesus, he's a robber or but Jesus, he did this. But listen, Luke 12, 8 says, I tell you, whoever publicly acknowledges me before others, the son of man will also acknowledge before the angels of God. And so we can all learn something from this thief on the cross, or I guess now I can say the saved thief on the cross. And that is that we are all sinners who need to be saved from this eternity of darkness and torment that awaits us if we continue to live in sin. But no matter the number of our sins or the severity of our sins, it is never too late and we have never ventured too far for God. For as long as we are alive and have the minds to choose life with Jesus Christ over death, then it is not too late to accept the free gift of salvation. And so I know when you're experiencing these dark times and just these hard moments in life, it is very easy to just give in to the thought that you're alone, you're unloved, and you're unwanted. But that is life without Jesus. Like life without Jesus, imagine just walking into a dark, dark cave, dark to the point where you can't even see your hand in front of you. And then a flashlight comes on. That's Jesus. Jesus is our flashlight for navigating this dark world. And he's the best flashlight because he's already overcome this world. And he tells us in John 8, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. We have all faced these dark times, survived some hard moments, and may have done some things that we shouldn't have done in the past, but it's not about how bad you are, but how good God is. So next time you feel ashamed or like you're in too deep for God to love you, just look at people in the Bible like Paul, King David, Peter, and the thief on the cross. And just remember that no matter what you have done, your journey is not over. God is at work reclaiming your story for his glory. So thank you so, so much for listening. Until next time, friends.
And so with all of that being said, thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode. If you would like to get to know me more and have more truth-filled, faith-based conversations, feel free to join me over on the She Prays First Podcast Instagram at She Prays First Podcast and on my personal Instagram at Janiah Aaliyah. And if you enjoyed this episode and you're loving this podcast as much as I am, please be sure to screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram story and tag me. So thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of She Prays First Podcast. Podcast, and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.